they'll say the people, the Nigerians that come to the States are usually the most educated, the most affluent. They're the ones that come here and because they already they already have a certain amount of privilege, that's what makes it easier for them to be able to excel. I want to absolutely reject that BS because I, I think that's exactly what it is. It's BS. And stories like Giannis's story kind of show that. It's My people, how far, how far? Thanks for joining the Courageous Pod. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Corey. I happen to be one half of the Smiling Suffer podcast. For those that follow that podcast, we talk about Afrobeat, music, current events, pop culture. Um, I'm also one half of the Two Tobies podcast where we, we delve more into politics and more serious topics. Uh, but today you're joining me on the Courageous Pod. My name is Corey. Uh, courageous. Courage. Uh, some, well, some that they called me in high school. Courageous, so there's really nothing really clever about it, in case you're wondering. Um, but thanks for joining, and please don't forget to like, subscribe, or we're trying to get our subs up. So, on today's episode, the first thing I wanted to talk about is something that a lot of uh, Africans across the world have been celebra- celebrating. I, at least I know a lot of Nigerians have been celebrating. Uh, obviously, Greek people too have been celebrating it. Um, but it's it's about... This kid named Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, hails from Greece uh, of Nigerian descent, born to Nigerian parents, Charles and Veronica Adetokounmpo originally. Um, eventually, they had to change their name um, to Antetokounmpo. Uh, for those that don't know, just look it up. Um, it's this family that uh, they happened to arrive in Greece. They didn't really have papers. Uh, they had five boys. Four of them were there with them in Greece. They they gave birth to four of them in Greece. And Giannis happened to be the third born. They started out with really humble beginnings. Um, as a lot of Nigerian stories start out, there's a, there's a lot of Nigerians that tend to leave the country for greener pastures. And I, this happens to be one of those families. So they got to Greece, and from from all the stories I've heard, you know, they kind of struggled a little bit. There's only a story that Giannis and his older brother, Thanasis, they used to hawk in the streets with their mom. They used to help their mom, like, sell jewelry and bags and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was how tough it was for them growing up in Greece. Uh, but they somehow made it. Giannis took a liking for basketball, obviously, and his older brother actually happened to be a basketballer too, the Nassis. And they joined this local team. I think it was called the Phila. I'm going to, I'm going to screw this up. Phila, 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 Now, forget it. Just look it up. They, they joined that local team and he was discovered while they were on the team. I mean, they, they were so broke that they used to have to share shoes Janice and his brother they used to actually swap out shoes so that they could both play and that was how hard it was for them um but you know through hard work perseverance um this kid he he they all they both kept at it to the point that um he got some looks by some recruiters that saw this guy had some potential and in 2013, I believe, um, 
he got drafted to the NBA. He was the 15th overall pick. His brother, too, got drafted. Um, his older brother, too, got drafted. Um, he was the 15th overall pick. And uh, it's funny because it wasn't until right before he got drafted by the NBA that Greece decided to grant him Greek citizenship. I think he had to do like a brief training, like military training. And they also required him to change his name. And what, what I find so sweet and about this whole story is that the whole family decided to change their name along with him. Um, so they went from Aditokumbo, which is, you know, the crown uh, is back from overseas. Um, and they changed it to Antetokumbo because Greece doesn't have any, there's no, because you are born in Greece, you're a Greek citizen. You know, you have to kind of, the steps that you have to take. And, and clearly, you know, they thought it was worth it for him to become a Greek citizen. So he joined the NBA in 2013. Uh, he he didn't start dominating until about 20, 2015, 2016. I think that was when Poole really started noticing just how much potential this kid had. Um, to the point that uh, there were some years that he won back-to-back MVPs. Years ago, and, um, you know, I had to go in my head. The most improved player in the NBA and he ended up winning the best player in the NBA back-to-back seasons. That's how good this kid was. That I'm going, I'm going to be the best player in the league. Yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help my team win and I'm going to win the MVP. He also got his Niger citizenship. Obviously, they didn't give him till two years later, till two years after he joined the draft. Um, but effectively, this guy was stateless for the first 18 years of his life. He didn't have a Greek citizenship. He didn't have a Nigerian citizenship. He didn't have any of those passports. Um, so it was to hear his story and hear how he came out from all that, all that adversity to go on to become a finals MVP, winning the first uh, NBA trophy for the Bucks in decades. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's quite a feat. And uh, every, day, every day that I step on the floor, I always think about my dad, and that motivates me, and it pushed me to you know, play hard. And... About a year or two ago, he signed for the Bucks for a multi-million dollar contract. I think he's one of the most paid um, athletes in the NBA right now, if not the most paid. Um, but that's how this guy has, he, he grinded. Move forward, even though when my body's sore, even though when I, I don't feel like playing, I always going to show up and I was going to do the right thing. To get to where he is, but, you know, I think we're, I think it's safe to say we're all proud of him. You know, uh, most people, most Africans in the diaspora, I, I would think, are proud of when they see an African man, you know, representing and becoming the face of the NBA. That's a pretty big deal. You know, with that said, I do want to talk about some of the discussions that have come out of um, The reason why I wanted to kind of use this opportunity to bring this up is because it's something that I've, I've heard for a very long time. And it's that Africans, you know, and I hear it all the time. They say Africans, the reason why Africans tend to, you know, excel when they get to places like the U.S., the U.K., places in Europe, abroad, that we tend to excel 
is, and I've heard it many times, is that they say we Africans have a little bit of privilege when, when we come here. I've heard things like, you know, the, the, the Africans that actually do get to come here are the cream of the crop, you know. So usually we're the ones that are usually at the upper echelon of African societies. For example, in Nigeria, they'll say the people, the Nigerians that come to the States are usually the most educated, the most affluent. They're the ones that come here and because they already they already have a certain amount of privilege that's what makes it easier for them to be able to excel i want to absolutely reject that bs because I, I think that's exactly what it is it's bs and stories like giannis's story kind of show that you know giannis was giannis was someone that like i mentioned he used to hawk on the streets with his brother and sell he used to have to sell um fake watches and 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 handbags and stuff like that to kind of try to make a living for his family. From from his words, what well, he always said that, look, in Greece, whenever he went back home and he went back to his home, he was Nigerian in his home. You know, his parents instilled a lot of these values in him that made him the man that he is today. Unfortunately, his dad died a few years ago, um, but he's a very family-oriented guy he's always talking about his family he's really humble he's very likable i think after winning the championship the first place he went to was chick-fil-a things like that you know people find to be uh as corny as it may sound people find that to be really humble and you know versus a lot of all these other other athletes that you see and they take their money and they you know they they throw it in your face they buy cars and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with stunting and doing all of that because we do that too you know, Nigerians, we like stunting too. But there was just something about the way he's moved that people really gravitate towards. And and I think that's what also makes him such a really good candidate to be the next face of the NBA. Again, going back to this conversation about Africans and African privilege, um, I think it's BS. And stories like Giannis, uh, they're very common. That's what people don't realize. Like, I've heard of many stories like that. People, families that flee um, their African homes, their African countries to greener pastures, to find a better life. A lot of them come here having sold everything, all their belongings, just to get here. You know, there are people, there are so many people that are not privileged. Now, of course, yeah, there are people that are also upper echelons of society that get access to education. That's all well and good. But this idea that the vast majority of Nigerians are coming out of the cream of the crop, I I have to respectfully disagree with that BS because that's what it is, BS. You know how many people I know of that, you know, they get here and I, I went to school with some of these people, people that they went to school and the only way they could maintain a status here in the United States was by maintaining like a 3.7, 3.8 GPA so that they could keep their scholarships. These are people that have bust. They're, they're people that really, 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 really work their butts off to be where they are today. Um, they're people that, even people that graduated here, do you know how hard it is for them to even be able to maintain their status here? The hoops that they have to jump through, the, the kind of pay that they're subject to. And and that's and now I'm talking about I'm talking about college grads here. I'm not even talking about the people that came here, you know, a lot of them illegally, 
Um, and because they wanted a better life for themselves, they stayed and they had to work menial jobs, low skill jobs just to get by until they got to where they needed to get to. So when I hear stories and when I hear people talk about, yeah, Africans, yeah, they come with a certain amount of privilege, you know, I find it to be quite insulting, very insulting, actually, because it, 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 it's almost like it dismisses the sacrifices that our, our parents, our, our, our parents' parents made to get us where we are today. There are people that sell all their belongings, right? They sell everything in their homes just to get a chance to interview at, a, at an American embassy in somewhere like Lagos, only for them to still get rejected. I know of people that, that this has happened to. You know, so this idea that, yeah, we're all coming here, all privileged. What? I, I, find, it, I find it quite troubling. There are people that get here and they're having to work two, three, several jobs just to maintain, you know, their mortgages. It's not easy when you get here. Like whenever we get to these countries, we, we see the opportunities that are, we never had access to back home. We see it. And yes, some would say maybe because of that, we are hungrier uh, to want to, you know, move up in society. But that, that's not a privilege. That, all that, a lot of that has to do with the kind of culture we've instilled amongst each other. Um, culture that places em emphasis on certain values that make us, that actually lead to that kind of success. You know, and these are things that we don't, we don't, we tend not to tout enough. We tend not to actually speak about it enough. And I think we need to start embracing these aspects of our culture because there's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing whatsoever. Um, I think we need to stop making excuses for our successes. I really, really do think so. Um, and, you know, and this is why my channel, the Smiling Software Network, is called the Smiling Software Network for a reason. It's inspired by Fela's Shuffering and Smiling record, uh, where he talks about the, the plight of the, the average Nigerian, where we go through so much BS, but yet we find a way to kind of smile through it all. In a way, he was mocking us, but in a way, it also kind of it showed... It, it it highlighted um the kind of perseverance that that people back in the continent tend to have the kind of suffering that we go through that the minute we get any opportunities we hit the track running that's something that we need to celebrate more um and i think that's why we need to celebrate stories like giannis because those stories are far more common than we think that they are they're far more common my hope is that you know I can build a community here um, on on the on the internet on YouTube on IG and I can actually get other Africans like-minded Africans that agree with with what I'm saying to actually start you know coming together. I would like to reach out. I'd like to actually engage some of you if you have any questions. If you disagree with anything I'm saying, I also like to hear. Um, I like to hear your perspectives. But you know that's like a big big reason for this channel is really to be able to tell our own stories to be able to give our own perspectives on the world um and yeah um i hope you you like this video and if you do like it please don't forget to actually hit the like button and please subscribe um, if you want to see more videos like this i'll really need you to subscribe um we're not asking for money at least not yet <laughs> we're not asking for money yet uh, but we need to get our subscriptions up. We need folks like you 
that maybe agree with what I'm saying or maybe even disagree with what I'm saying. I want to give a different point of view. I need you guys to help me uh, subscribe to this channel. Um, it's the Smiling Software Network. Um, and thank you for joining me on my first, uh, I guess you could call it a rant. Um, but yeah, please don't forget to like, hit subscribe. Subscribe.